DJ and PK brought to you in part by Salt City Youth Sports. Registration is now open for Skyhawk Sports Academy summer camps. Join them for action-packed, fun-filled summer of youth sports camps at a location near you. Choose between soccer, flag, football, fueled by USA Football, golf, baseball, cheerleading, multi-sport camps, mini-hawk camps, and more. Find program information and register today at www.skyhawks.com. Time to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Eight playoff games, two days. Is your head just spinning? Yeah. Wow. A lot, a lot of good stuff, and uh, not great for the Jazz, but uh, it's going to make for some really interesting uh, matchups and long play. I think we're going to have a lot of a lot of really tight playoffs, and, and it's going to make it exciting for everybody. Plus, we had Phil Mickelson, and one thing I learned, Steve, is I never have trusted left-handed golfers. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, Chef. That, that I do not agree with. <laughs> the thing about it is... Uh, that was one of the most special things that I have ever seen on TV regarding golf. And, you know, Tiger had those moments all the time where there was 20,000 people behind him walking up the 18th fairway. But for Phil at 50, that was special. And, uh, I mean, it, that I can't even imagine playing that golf course. But I don't, I don't know if I've been more excited and more nervous for a guy than, than somebody I don't know and have any kind of relationship <laughs> with. But, man, he represented all of us. And, uh, and the fact that what you can do later in your life. So it was inspirational. It was fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was a tiger moment for Phil. He never mentioned that, but he, he is really, really uh, – I hope he can keep this up for a little while. I, I love his thought in his interview where he said, hey, odds are this is probably my last win at the tour. But you never know. And, and it could very well be his last one. What a memorable one if it is. So is that the last win for Memphis, and is it memorable if it is? Let's just turn that right around. Where do the where do things sit now with the Jazz and the Grizzlies? Now that you've seen a game, you know what I I think the Jazz win this series four two. I, I think I think Memphis probably gets them at home one game, uh, and I don't have any idea. I, I, I believe that to be true with or without uh, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think this this group. You know, there was a lot of things that the Grizzlies had going for them. Number one, they had already played three games. You know, this was their third game. And, uh, you know, they, they seemed relaxed. And obviously Morant was was special, especially late. Brooks had a big night. Uh, you know, I, the Jazz, everything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, I mean, Gobert gets in foul trouble, no rim protection. <laughs> Connolly was really good at times in that game. But late, man, he could not stay in front of Morant and uh, just couldn't contain him at the rim. When's the last time Clarkson went 0 for 8 from the 3? Uh, you know, their first game, no Donovan Mitchell, last-minute deal, uh, and, and maybe having a week off. I don't all of those things combined for the Grizzlies' win, but I, I, I haven't lost uh, my confidence in the Jazz. I mean, it would be a lot better if Donovan Mitchell does come back, so that's some depth, but uh, it was a perfect storm for the Grizzlies, and they, they deserved to win. And uh, the Jazz were really, really up and down, and, and it wasn't a great showing. But maybe, maybe first time, first game in the playoffs. Who knows what the situation was? But playing at home, you would expect better than, uh, you know, three point shooting, and it just was really poor. Yeah. So as I look at this game, you know, I think that two things for the Grizzlies. I think we can see consistently. Morant, he's just a spectacular player, and he's a slithery dude. He finds ways to get to the basket yeah. and get his shot off. So I think he can continue it. 
And Valanchunas is just a beast of a human being, man. He looks so big. So he gets 15 and 12. Six offensive boards. I'm not sure he can recreate that. But I think he can give the Jazz trouble. But then I look at Brooks and uh, somebody like a, a Bain who goes three for four off the bench and two for three from three. And I'm not sure they can continue that three more times. And then you just listed all the stuff that was wrong with the Jazz, and I think you summed it up. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong. So from that perspective, during this off time, because they got a couple days now before they play, with Quinn Snyder, I really don't have a sense of great nervousness. I just tell my guys, hey, let's just go about doing what we can do and we'll be fine. You think that's the attitude he takes as a coach? Yes, yes. I think you're spot on there. I, I, I think that uh, there were a lot of things in play. You know, just waiting and waiting and then thinking Donovan's going to play. Mentally, that kind of wears on you as well. And, uh, and, and anytime Gobert gets in foul trouble, that team's in trouble. I mean, all, defensively, they take a step back when Rudy's not on the floor. And, and Morant is a different beast. I mean, you don't have a rim protector. He, he can get by anybody for the Jazz. doesn't matter who it is. He, he can get to the rim. And with no real backstop there in, 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 in Gobert where he can protect the rim, late-game situations, it's advantage to the Grizzlies because they've, they've got a guy that can really create, and he's got so much, so many different speeds that he goes, and he's, he's, he's a strong guy. So, no, I, I, I don't think that uh, there is a, a big alarm and a big red flag here. I think it's, it is what it is. It is what it was. Uh, the, the numbers speak for themselves, but I see the Jazz. I see the Jazz coming back, being strong, getting one there, and then they, they don't lose again at home. Whether Donovan Mitchell plays or not, they don't lose again at home. So from the offensive rebounding uh, for Memphis, which was uh, way too good for Quinn Snyder's taste, and the missed threes and Rudy's foul trouble, there's a whole list of things that went wrong. I know it's easy to go to Donovan Mitchell, and obviously a lot of fans are, and he probably is one of the things on the list that could have made a difference. You've been behind the scenes and not wanted to explain everything to everybody about what was going on, but what could have possibly been going on behind the scenes the last four days that explains putting Donovan in front of the media, him saying he's probably going, Quinn saying, well, you know, we'll see how he feels tomorrow, and, and then he's not on the injury report, and then suddenly he's out. If the Jazz win, Jazz fan probably isn't as frustrated. They just figure the team's being cautious, but people's brains are exploding now. What would you say, having been on the inside of other situations, but not this one? You know, I I think uh, you don't necessarily need to be transparent with the media and the fan base, but you need, and I I don't know, so I'm talking about something that I don't really know what happened, but to not be transparent with your players and your teammates, here's what happened, and and maybe it did, I don't know, but you got to tell the guys, hey, this is what's going on, this is the situation, you're in coaching, there's lots of things that have gone on, that uh, could happen and do happen, and people don't play. Uh, it's one thing, and, it's, and this is such a transparent world in this day and age that to keep anything from the media is not the smartest thing either. But this must have been a very personal matter, or it must have been something where the doctors felt like he needed. I mean, the fact that he just needs one more day rest, or maybe it's the three days rest, maybe that's what it is because they've got two games off. But I, I, I would hope that the teammates know what's going on deal with it, it, brings, it, it creates better chemistry. So keeping things from teammates, I don't know if that's the case, but if it is, 
your teammates need to know and deserve to know what's going on. Everybody's all in on this thing. The three-point shooting. I I, kind of have a love, a hate-love affair, I guess, with this thing. Is because, you know, I love it when it's going in. But when you're not shooting well, and they didn't shoot well collectively as a team, obviously shooting only 25.5%, and Clarkson didn't make one, and Niang, a three-point shooter, was I think it was one for six. So my thought is, you got to keep shooting them, but if they're not falling, can you find other ways? Uh, how do you handle that? Because I'm not sure I have the answer, because I just toss it around in my mind every time when they're not hitting, and then when they are hitting, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, I, I, yeah, you're right, and 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 you, you, I don't think you can win an NBA championship and and not shoot the three ball pretty well during the course of that, you know, all the games you play. I mean, you have to open the D. Otherwise, it just gets so clogged up. I think when when we weren't shooting threes well, and when I was coaching guys, or, or we just our perimeter shots weren't going down, I found myself running quick hitters almost at almost every dead ball timeout. Uh, walking the ball up the floor, calling sets and doing things and trying to get people in positions where they can get to the free throw line, create penetration, those kind of things. Now, this, you know, this team without Donovan Mitchell is not, is not a, a team that can really attack the rim. Now, you know, Joe can, he can slither and get through things and do things, but usually it's for, you know, a kickback or a kick out and those kind of things. Conley has the ability to go one direction, but he's, he's not busted by guys. That, that's not, he's more, you know, he, he, he's not so much of a north-south guy. He's not big enough, not strong enough. Donovan Mitchell is. But I, I, I would have, you know, I mean, in those situations, I would find ways to control the game more as a coach. We, we need, we, you know, we go two, three, four times without a possession. Let's figure out a way to get to the free throw line, and uh, maybe we post Bogdanovich up. Him get, I mean, he was, he was sensational late in that game, and thank goodness, or it would have been a lot worse than it was. But that's what I would do. That's what I did do is I, I took more control of the game or the, when the flow of the game and what we do naturally is not working, I get control of the offense and try to isolate, get people to the free throw line, get a basket. You know, that's the thing. Sometimes just getting to the free throw line and making a couple of free throws with guys watching the ball go through the basket, it, it kind of, you can breathe again. You can relax. And so he comes down next time and he's feeling comfortable and he knocks the three down. So that's kind of the psyche of a, of a coach and a player and I, I, you know, it, when you don't do those kinds of things and let this thing continue to go, I mean, I, I, I don't know that has Jordan Clarkson ever had an over eight game as a member of the Jazz. Any, I had been an over any time. I mean, that's really strange. Uh, he'll come back. He'll relax. But I, I think get control of the game, run some isos, run some special quick hitters, get to the free throw line, and stop the bleeding and and back off from the three for a little while. And then all of a sudden, once you scored, I'm telling you, I mean. I tried as a player even in college to at least get to the free throw line or get something in close to get myself confidence. If the first shot was a perimeter shot and I missed a couple of them, then I lost my confidence. And uh, so those are some things that I, would, that I would do as a player and as a coach. 16 offensive boards for Memphis of all the things. I mean, shots go in or shots don't, but uh, you're not tired. You haven't played in a week. How do you give up 16 offensive boards? Shouldn't you be chasing down those long threes a little better than Memphis? Not, not, that's kind of a no sense of urgency. You know, and, and when Rudy's playing, when he's doing things, he gets about you know, two-thirds of those rebounds. When he's all of a sudden not in the game, it's a different team. 
and they don't have that size advantage. But, you know, long rebounds, you know, they Grizzly shot 35% from the three, but, you know, the thing that just drives me nuts watching any kind of basketball is uh, three ball shot, long rebounds, guys are standing. They're not, you know, I mean, you gotta, you got you to gotta go to the ball. you got to rebound out of your area. And you have to have that aggression and that aggressive mindset. And the Jazz didn't have that aggressive mindset. And so, consequently, the Grizzlies got second chances. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, unfortunate for them, uh, that this was still a, a one-point game, <laughs> you know, right at the end. It, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a game. But it, but it never felt like a one-point game. It felt like the Grizzlies always had control of this game because the Jazz couldn't get a stop. And... Uh, and, and, and late game, you know, couldn't get the pen. Conley had a – he's Conley struggled scoring late. I mean, he's 22-6-11. That's a great night. But he, he missed some wide-open late threes, uh, and then he couldn't contain Morant. And, and I'm not blaming this on Conley because he, 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 he played really, really well. But at the end of the day, uh, that's his job. And John Morant, just a little more athletic, a little bit younger, and hard to stay in front of. Obviously – it's not just the guy, the guy guarding the ball. Where's the offside help? Uh, you know, it just wasn't there. And, and consequently, they controlled that game. You, you know, it, 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 we talk like they lost by 20, but at the end of the day, despite all of those things that you've talked about and I've talked about, it was a one-point game, you know, under a minute to go. So we all feel good about the Jazz still winning the series. The Lakers are down 0-1. Uh, what is your feeling there? Because it seems like it's a little different. Obviously, Phoenix would be considered a better team than Memphis. Yeah, yes, yes. There's, there's, there's no, no question about that. And, uh, you know, David and I have talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about this. But, um, and it's not like Drummond didn't. Drummond was 12-9, and but the, the Lakers are nowhere close to where they need to be. Anthony Davis was really bad yesterday. But they got to get Anthony Davis off early at the five, and I've only said that about twenty times on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, and it's not to say that AD and Drummond can't play together during times in the game, but uh, they're just fun. You know, Caldwell Pope needs to make baskets, but they need to go small. And he shoot twenty six percent three point shooting at a really good Suns team that people kind of have overlooked in the sense that they're even though they have the second best record, they're not getting a lot of certainly not getting a lot of respect from the, the national media, but uh, Booker, I mean, 34 points, his first playoff game ever, 8 and 21 points. And, and they did that without Chris Paul for all intents and purposes. And so uh, it's really important that Caruso and, got, you know, Kuzma, Kuzma's so hot and cold, it's, 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 it's frustrating to watch him play sometimes. But Caldwell Pope, Caruso, they, they need to shoot, shoot the three ball open things up a little bit. But they need to go small. They need to go small. If they don't, they'll lose the series. There's no question in my mind about that. They play the way they continue playing. Uh, they'll get beat at home. Now, I, do I think they can still win this series, the Lakers? Yes, I do. Vogel's done a good job with this group. And you got anytime you have LeBron James on your team, you got a chance to win a series. So I still believe the Lakers win this series, but the Suns are every – I mean, the Suns can win this thing. And uh, I've, list, I've listened to enough – NBA Sirius Radio to listen to the experts on this, and uh, most everybody is you just cannot overlook the Phoenix Suns because they're young in certain positions. Because they proved it over the course of uh, four or five months here that uh, I think they had the second best record in the, in the league. 
That just didn't happen by accident. So the Lakers need to be more serious about this. They need to change their plan of attack. Lakers can win this, but if they don't make the changes, Suns win this thing. And, uh, and you know, I got a little bit of Laker blood in me. I got a little bit of blood of everybody, but I would really like to see the Lakers get out of the first round, to be honest with you. That would be nice. So Paul George wasn't exactly the goat down the stretch, and nonetheless, down the stretch didn't go well for the Clippers. They were down six going to the fourth quarter. They lose by 10 to the Mavericks. How worried are you about the Clippers? I'm always going to be worried about those boys because, number one, I don't think they have great point guard play. Paul was really cold the first half. He, he shot the ball, played much better. Uh, but I, I just don't see the surrounding players, you know. And, I mean, Kawhi and Paul can go for 25 every night. 50 points are not going to be enough. And, and they're the number one shooting three-point shooting team in the league, and they go three for 14 at home. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on there that it, it's hard to explain. Uh, but but they they need another guy or two. I mean, Morris missed shots. I mean, they don't they don't have a third guy right now that I see that they can really count on. And uh, so, you know, the Mavs controlled that game. And, and and mind you now, Hardaway and Finney Smith they they go for 39. It's late. You know, they they hit big shots late, deep shots late. Doncic hardly scored in the fourth quarter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Mavs. Uh, they're, they're playing well. They're playing confidently. I don't know I don't know if the Clippers can beat the Mavs there, so it, it, we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, they put themselves in a hole. But they're, they're not going to quit and give up. I mean, no matter what people think about Kawhi and Paul and the rest of the group. I mean, Rajon Rondo is a pretty good player. He really helped the Lakers. But they, the, they don't really have a presence inside. And you could see that late. Porzingis had his, you know, his impact late in that game. <laughs> you know, I mean, they were all dunks. But at the end of the day, they had nobody really to deal with that kind of size where he can keep the ball alive, where he can get down low. Not that he's a low post guy because he's kind of a face-up perimeter guy, but his size really hurt uh, the Clippers. They couldn't score at the rim when he was down there. So when we talk to you next week, are the Jazz up 2-1, or is the stress level even higher than it is right now? Well, I see the Jazz being up 2-1, and if they're not, then there will be, you'll, you'll see significant stress level. But I see that happening. I, that's what I think will happen. And uh, it's going to be fun. It, it, this is a, a lot of great matchups, a lot of good basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it ever being this competitive. And you know, anybody questions that play-in thing, uh, that was – that was great TV, great basketball. Uh, I think it's probably going to be here with us for a while. So, yeah, the playoffs are a great time. And to have all these games on right now, uh, you know, not that I sit around and watch the whole game, but it's just fun to watch bits and pieces of games and see the big plays and watch the highlights. Anyway, it's exciting. But the Jazz will be back. They'll be up 2-1 next week when we talk. And, uh, and hopefully Donovan Mitchell's playing, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think everybody's on board with that. Thanks, Steve. Thank yep. you, guys. Take care. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back, all the headlines, everything you missed in this show, next. Stay with us.